Hey there, welcome to the IBI Friends Podcast. My name is Catherine Storing, I'm your host, and I just finished talking to Jeff Davis, and I'm going to tell you, we had such an amazing conversation, and I can see a recurring theme when it comes to real estate investing and people that still have a W-2, people that have tried different strategies on how to invest and got into the one that works for them. So if you are thinking about which way do I go, definitely listen to people that have done um, many things and now arrive to the one that's working for them and why. That's so, so important. So if you want to learn about where you want to get started in the value of educating yourself and hanging out with people that are where you want to be, oh my God, this is the episode for you. We have a whole bunch of resources for you um, in the show notes. Make sure you check them out because Jeff has an amazing resource uh, for people that are interested in multi, multi-family. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the REI Friends Podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. This is so fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. We're having a great conversation right before we, we started recording. So for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, for sure. I am Jeff Davis. I live here in uh, Spring, Texas, which is just north of Houston. And uh, I have been here since 2005. I moved to Houston after Hurricane Katrina and started uh, looking for a job. I found one uh, at a logistics company. Uh, So I started as a desk clerk, just typing things into a computer and uh, have been doing logistics ever since, uh, helping clients solve problems that had to do with moving freight in and out of the world uh, and really enjoyed the problem solving for customers aspect of it. And so I've progressed in, in my career to a global sales executive for uh, a larger company here in Houston. And uh, but yeah, I've been doing that for almost 20 years now. So tell me about the world in uh, real estate. I mean, that's that's a whole other paycheck. And it not only covers my mortgage and everything, but I actually have some extra money. And after a few months, uh, I took another commission check or saved those, and we bought another one. And then I refinanced that house, and we bought another one. That's tax-free money. I learned about that strategy. And... We just kind of built it up. I tried wholesaling, um, and I did. I broke even, you know. <laughs> so that was a tough <laughs> one. But my mindset was changed to where I knew I wanted multiple streams, uh, and I worked real hard to build a build that out and tried flipping houses, different different unique strategies until. Uh, finally found the multifamily route and uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at now Not that's, kind of. awesome. that's where I'm at now yeah <laughs> I love love that and I love the fact that you gave us like a well-rounded um overview of work, like your employment love the fact that you have been leveraging those checks instead of burning them on vacations big screen tvs and all that stuff but you say using that money to be your your your, your backup your bank basically for your for your real estate yeah. business. Um, yeah. Something that you mentioned that a lot of people don't realize, libraries are free. Like we are paying for libraries, right? And a lot of people don't realize that you get an audio membership with at most libraries that you can get most books. And 
they do have many of the real space, especially the old ones. Um, and I love that you said that you were pretty broke, but you went to the library. So you could have made an excuse and said, I don't have money, so I'm not going to read. You decided to use a free resource to get the knowledge that you needed. Yeah, and uh, I, went, I went to eBay and Amazon because, I mean, these books, they're, you know, I shouldn't say this because maybe one day I'll write a book and I want you to buy it for $30. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you can find these books, you know, used for pennies on the dollar and I yeah. did I, mean, I had two shelves uh, of these books that I found for, for pennies I still have some of them I've given them away right uh, and the ones from the library they're free they are free so, I mean I could have bought 10 books for $20 at $200 or spent 20 on 10 books plus got 10 for free and what I did notice uh, is that the content was essentially the same. Yep. yep, that is so true. I was just looking. I just got the millionaire real estate agent. I went to Barnes & Noble, which is a local bookstore, and they wanted like $30 for it. And I went to Amazon, bought it used for $1.73. Like, it's the same exact book, you know? Yeah. I, I consume books like this, not tomorrow. So for those listening or watching, don't let money um, be... Um, an obstacle from learning because books are amazing they are e everywhere so um, definitely don't let anything get in the way find a way to do it so i love that you said that you started with different strategies before you got to this level did you know what you wanted to start with or you just started with the one that was that was easiest or that you knew most about so i changed my strategy right uh, if you'd have talked to me 10 years ago, I wanted to have 150 rentals and I was going to keep them forever and ever. And, and then as you uh, mature, maybe what you thought you wanted is not what you want. Um, and and I, not that that's a bad thing. Having 100 rentals could be the greatest thing and people have them. Uh, they have different management uh, pieces in play. Uh, I, I happen to have met a guy. He has over 7,000 owner finance properties. Bully for him. So there's just different things that I realized. I actually, I, I don't want that. But I can have 100 rentals passively getting a check and not even doing anything. And then I can have a thousand and do a little bit and have equity and, and all of these so it's really about getting into some stuff and taking action and realizing if you really do want it or not. right that is so good i'm glad that you went there because i was going to ask you but you did it naturally so thank you so you couldn't have known what you really wanted if you didn't try something mm -hmm. realize what it took to do that to have those those many houses and realize that's not what I want and then do different things and then with time you got to a point where you're like now that I have tried these different things and I'm in the game now I want to do this strategy so it's not just contemplating contemplating reading reading and learning but it's getting in the game trying some stuff and then landing to what you want Do you agree with that? yeah yeah I'll tell you uh most of my friends have all told me that they don't want rentals and all the nightmare stories about it and i was like all right well i think i really do 
And I'll tell you, I am an awesome landlord. Mm. Like I, I am a great landlord, and I enjoyed it. So I am not. You're not going to hear horror stories from me. I can tell you bad things that happen as a property owner and landlord because they do occur. But I'll also tell you that the benefits far outweigh all of that. So uh, if I'd have listened to the many people, including my parents, that said, no, that's a horrible thing. You don't want to do all that. Uh, then I would never have owned another asset other than the house I lived in. That is so good. There's, there's so, so many. They just want you to do like mutual funds and ETFs, right? 401k. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is that I have noticed for people is that if they have an experience and somebody shares that they're going to try that same thing, they're trying to impose their experience, not knowing that things have changed, that you're not you're not them, that maybe you're looking for what they are not looking. So I have always taken the approach, particularly with movies or any recommendations. I'm going to make my own decisions just because I know that experiences are subjective. So I'm glad that you listen, but you're like, you know what, I got to try this out. And I bet there are some things that you learned along the way doing that that help you make this different decisions uh, in your business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you adjust your risk profile. Right. And, and then you can offer that to somebody else who says, I'm going to do this. I mean, I had a call with an investor just Wednesday who was asking about self-directed IRAs and all do I know about them? And I'm, I have had quite a lot of transaction in my self-directed and I'm just giving him all the good and, and what to look out for and what the consequences can be. I go, Man, I'm just telling you from my mistakes. Right, just, right. And yeah. I love that. And you're telling him from your own mistake, not from something that you heard from somebody else five years ago. Like you did it, right. you lived it. And that yeah. is a very different experience from someone saying, I heard the cousin of my cousin or my friend mm -hmm. or something. Like I lived this, right. this is what I did. And that's a whole different feedback to listen to than someone that says, I tried that 20 years ago. And they're not even doing that anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's all, I mean, I want to be a resource. Yeah. You know, because somebody might tell me, like, hey, I'm all in on these types of investing. I was not good at wholesaling. I will be very open about that. I do believe wholesaling is a very attractive method of investing. My experience does not mean that mm -hmm. it is a bad method. Because I know some very successful wholesalers. Like they are, in fact, I have a couple I consider mentors. Uh, it just didn't work for me. You know, I will not pass that on to somebody and say, don't do that. Uh, I'll try and introduce them to, to Gabe or Mike because these guys are great. They can do what I couldn't, you know. And they're doing 17 to 20 flips a month. They're killing it. So, hey, guy, don't listen to me. But these guys, they got it down. They know how to do it, not me. That is such a great advice. You mentioned earlier that you changed your risk profile. Talk to me a little bit about that. So what is uh, that? Well, you know, uh, I had a very bad experience with buying a property that had a tenant in there. And uh, 
So without getting into the 45 minute, <laughs> I will just say it ended positively for me. Okay. But it, in, it entailed lawsuits and courts and, you know, working very closely with my private lender, which, you know, if it was a bank, you're not getting that kind of leniency. Right. But my relationship with my private lender really came into play here and trust. Uh, but, you know, my eyes were wide open and I learned a lot about real estate law going through that. Uh, so my risk profile was if it ain't vacant, I ain't buying it. Again, that is me. Yeah. There are investors who are very well versed about buying property with, with tenants in place. That makes sense. So basically your risk profile is what am I willing to get into? Like what is my bottom line? What are the type of properties, the type of tenants, type of investors I work with have that very well defined and then use that as a guideline moving forward? Did I get that right? Yes, yes. Once you start taking some lumps on the head, <laughs> you know, it, when you start, your your eyes get wider. Yeah. You know, when you start, your, your vision gets more peripheral of this can happen, uh, this can happen. And you even start to get to a point where you recognize how the interest rate is going to affect you six, 12 months down the line. Good and bad. Yeah. You know, I like, as the interest rates rise, it's actually a buying opportunity because when they fall, you can make a real windfall. Right. Right. So good. So you've tried different things. You said wholesaling was not for you. When do you realize that you wanted to go? When in, into your... Um, real estate career, did you realize that multi-unit multi was the way to go for you? Yes. Yeah, so once I started flipping pretty heavily, which was the past uh, most about two years ago and through 2021 and, and getting out of all my rentals, um, it was very busy, right? We talked a little bit. I have a W-2. Mm -hmm. I have five kids. I was flipping like crazy because real estate was nuts last year it was not scalable for me mm -hmm. i even hired somebody to manage some of the in-between of properties and contractors and that actually created more work and wow. more cost so it was supposed to just you know increase costs but be able to help me leverage and do more and it right. did not mm -hmm. i was doing less and spending more uh, it really, at that point, I talked to one of my investors who is in the multifamily space, and I'm looking at them, and they are just consistently scaling up, buying another multifamily unit, buying another building. And I talked to them the morning before. I was at one o'clock in the morning, delivering materials to a property so that the contractors had what they needed, and it was something really minor. Yeah. And it caused them to leave the day before. Something like caulk or baseboards. And they completely left at 11 a.m. because they couldn't do it any, anything more. So we're talking a whole day that yeah. nothing's getting done at that property. So I have to go very late. Next day, I told them, I, I can't seem to scale this business. And I, I'm exhausted. And so we talked at length about how multifamily is very scalable very early on and 
it's a process, and uh, but it's doable. And so we, I got into their ecosystem with coaching, and uh, that's how I got into. I sold everything single family last year and got into the multifamily. That is so good. So were you asking, talking to him, venting, or were you looking for him to? give you some feedback? Did you know that he was going to tell you like which way to go or were you just venting? No, I specifically asked him. Okay. 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 And you I asked him because, asked. They, because they were doing well in, in, in what they were doing? Yeah. Well, I had watched their progression. Got it. Right. So early on it was, you know, Hey man, I'm doing a lot more single family transactions and you guys are not, you know, it's, and they flow to process. And then all of a sudden the, that conveyor belt just really progressed for them. It was very good. And they just scaled very well. And uh, so I wanted to start immediately. That is so good. I love, and this is my ask those questions is because you didn't go to someone that was not doing something well, that was struggling like you were, and not able to scale so you can, because you already have five kids, a wife, and a job. Like you're already busy, and then you're adding all of these things, right? All these tasks. Right. Yeah. So you went to someone that could give you the shortcut and probably give you your life back. And that mm -hmm. right there is a hack on itself. Just go to people that already have a system and a process that's working that you mm -hmm. can emulate instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. And I love the fact that you didn't keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, which sometimes we tend to do. Right. Yeah. Like you recognize, okay, I want to do something different. So how was the transition for you? Were they able, were they walking through the process of how to sell your property? Like, how do you, how, how do you navigate that? I mean, the, you join an ecosystem, which is a coaching program, right? So I joined the same one that they are in. We're almost like in the same fraternity. Okay. <laughs> and the main point of that is to get that education and learn how to under, underwrite a large commercial property, a small one, uh, how to source those deals, how to sell them, how to manage them, and what it is that you're doing. And you quickly understand that it's a very different network and that some of the items from a single family world will translate mostly the skill set, but uh, it's, it's all different. It's 90% different. It really is. That is so good. And I love the fact that you decided, I'm not going to try to learn this by myself, right? You could have, you could decide, hey, I, I, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to liquidate my, my, my portfolio and, and try to figure this thing out. You're like, okay, I'm going to pay to get in and I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the shortcuts. Yes. And I love you said the ecosystem. So they are, they've been doing this. So they kind of know mm -hmm. what they're doing. I'm going to just join this in and, and change my life. So what has happened since you did that? Yeah, I mean, the being a part of an ecosystem and anybody who's thinking about joining a multifamily ecosystem, uh, I suggest that you study about them and get referrals. Um, you can call me and I will give you my feedback from what my research told me and why I chose the one that I'm in. Uh, but it is a very important thing because you're going to have very experienced performers doing it for 10, 20 years. And then you're going to have 
people just entering the game, you're going to have people who have 20 vacation rentals, but they want to do this. You're all different levels and all over the country. And it's really nice to have people in your ecosystem in your city. Um, you know, we actually have two meetups here in Houston that have been started by people in our ecosystem and they're just thriving and uh, it's somebody to talk to and ask questions and get encouragement and most importantly, partner on deals with. Right, right. Yeah, that so real experience. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like proximity is important because then they also know your, they understand your market. And if you have a question that someone in another state might not be able to relate because market to market is different. Markets are markets, you know. And, you know, if, if you're in a market like California or New York, you're probably not transacting in those markets. So if you're in an ecosystem that is heavy in Tennessee or they have members, then you trust the, the buying criteria of the training and you can find people to build a relationship that you trust as boots on the ground, and you can immediately begin partnering with those with those operators and building a portfolio across the country. Very popular. It's very popular. That is so good. So that kind of gives you more confidence as to um, getting started uh, or upscaling because you have people kind of boots on the ground and people with experience as opposed to um, you being far away and, and trusting people that you don't know, and you don't know if they're reputable or if they know what they're doing. So having yeah, someone that's doing I, I will tell you, uh, one of the partners that I am regularly in contact daily, we text every day, we're in a WhatsApp, and we probably have a, a, a Zoom call twice a week talking about properties. He's in New York. And the guy is a genius on the spreadsheet, but exactly what I was just mentioning, right? He's in New York. We're always looking at deals in Texas, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Uh, he's not looking at New York. Right. Yeah. No point. <laughs> no point. Right. right. Uh, I had a call with somebody in our group from Seattle because he's looking here, you know, and uh, that's the benefit for them. Seattle's hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're there. So now you're not a newbie like you. You've been doing this for a little bit. So you can be a resource for them. So that's the beauty of getting started. Because even though you kind of just made the move to multifamily, you are in the ecosystem. You are in the state that many people are buying. So now you have, and you know, the rental market, like you've been doing that, right? So now yeah. you can be a resource for, to somebody else. So it's the benefit of trying different things. Neighborhoods don't change. Just because that's one thing that's the same. Single family and multi neighborhoods still the same. Right. In, income doesn't change. That's right. That's so just the financing and the management changes. But right. neighborhoods don't change. That's so good. That is so, so good. So what? What? How has it? How's your quality of life changed since you made that move to moving out your portfolio to doing multifamily? I'm not running around with contractors all the time, you know, uh, and that's very different. You know, when you scale up to the multifamily, property management handles everything, and the way that you underwrite deals is with a professional property management company. Um, working with brokers. 
you know, your networking is with brokers and with investors. So it's, you can definitely see where the light is at the end of the tunnel to go ahead and do this full time. If it's something that you like. Right, right. That's the beauty of it. You're doing it. And then if you don't like it, there's, that's what I love about real estate. There's so many different strategies to try, so many different ways. You can be very active. You can be kind of passive. You can be completely passive. And some people don't even know what they're invested in. They just get those checks. And they're probably yeah, I think, and to me, I think the best path is to be a passive investor, right? Where you're just getting a check. You don't do anything. You know, you let a guy like, you know, that's an operator that's outsourcing apartment deals or warehouse. He's a syndicator. You don't know if you want to be a, a landlord and manage all that or a Burbo operator. If you don't know yet, but you know that your savings account is suffering 9% inflation and you need to beat that, uh, then I, I would certainly be a passive investor. I personally will always be a passive investor, even though I am an active investor right. because it's such an awesome deal. You get the tax benefits. You get the cash flow, you get the equity. It's really a, a very solid um, risk-adjusted play. I love, love that. So I think you just gave uh, quite a few people another option, people that don't have the time, that their W-2 is quite involved, so they don't have the time or the bandwidth to take on active passive uh, investing and they have the income sitting somewhere, or like you said, losing money due to inflation. Um, so I think I think they'll definitely be looking into that. So what's coming up for you in your life? We were talking uh, offline earlier that you might be looking, we are talking about midterm rentals and short-term rentals. Yeah. So is that something that you think you guys that she'll take on? And then maybe you might yeah. be interested? Yeah, she thinks she actually found one today. We're going to go tonight and take a look at it by some lake that's like an hour away. Um, I'm interested in it. I just don't have the time. Right. And uh, so she's been looking online, finding deals. They're, they're not going to be deals, right? It's going to be a retail buy. So uh, I'm interested in that market. I, for whatever reason, have not played in the short-term rental market. But I think there's a lot of tax advantages to it. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, which is what I'm attracted to. <laughs> right, right. So mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I like the tax advantages. Yeah. Definitely. So, and, and, and plus, you know, an hour away to, to 90 minutes is close enough that even we can go as a family. I have a big family, five kids. So if it's close enough that we could go for a weekend, I'm happy if we break even. It's totally yeah. cool because we will get the appreciation. Uh, and I will go ahead and put this on record. Waterfront, waterfront property will not lose value. I, I do not see waterfront property losing value ever, ever. I mean, wealthy people are always going to look for that property. Exactly. That makes sense. Now, do you think your wife is interested because she caught the bug? Or why do you think she's interested in doing this? Now? Oh, I told her I'm interested, but oh, okay. she would have to work. Uh, but yeah, you know, she kind of caught the bug too. Okay. Okay. We okay. know. I think she knows somebody who, who's doing it. Who's doing it? Okay. That We're gonna have to get the systems in place. Uh, right. There's, like I said, there's there's guys in our ecosystem who have numerous. 
And so I have a resource that can tell me, here's how you do it. Here's what you want to have done by closing. Here's how the cleaning stuff is done. And, the, and they've got it like a system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we had someone on the podcast um, a couple months ago, and that's what they do. They help people get short-term rentals, and they'll do the whole thing. They'll set them up on, on all the sites, uh, set them up with cleaners, the whole thing. So you just have to, you know, get the properties and get to the rest. So there's, there, I think there's an ecosystem for everything. If you are curious enough and diligent enough to ask and look, you can find people that already know everything. They'll give you like a, a here. Do these things, and, and you can be up and running really quickly. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's exciting, you know. But one thing that I'll tell you about, or one thing that I will put out there about uh, not liking something: if you get into it and you don't like it, it's a hard asset. I mean, so what is it that you're you know, you'll be able to sell it. Right, right. Yeah, if you don't like it, just get rid of it. Yep, that's so good. I mean, somebody will buy it. And that's, somebody will buy it. What's nice about real estate is, I'll tell you, I have, I've had some, some lumps on the head. However, it, I, I have come out on top. And, and it has been a very good ride. And uh, the, the benefits, they always out, outweigh the costs. So far, had a good one. <laughs> That's right. So far, I love that. So let me ask you this question that I ask all our guests: If you were to start again today, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently than you did at the beginning? So um, I would start in the commercial real estate space. Okay. Uh, and not that I have anything against single family, I learned a tremendous amount but it is a total mindset thing. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that without confidence, 10 years ago, seven, whatever it is, there was a mindset for me that you have to do this. Let me just go this route with a house and being a landlord and earning my stripes and try all these different things. And then I'll be able to buy an apartment complex. And I will tell you right now, it's not how it works because of what we talked about earlier. It does not translate. And it's about the network and your team. And the sooner you build that team, the sooner you're going to realize the same success that you would have on a single family. So why not scale it up to a much larger deal? And, uh, because it's the same thing in single family. It's about your team, about your contractors, it's about your title company, it's about your insurance. The, the faster you can execute on all these things, but you got to know who to go to. It's about your money. We'll just use those people for multifamily. Because the same people that lend on single, they don't lend on multi. They have a different risk profile too. So that would be my advice to myself. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. Love, love, love that. Thank you so much for sharing. If somebody wants to connect with you, where do you hang out the most in social media? Uh, mostly I'm on LinkedIn. But okay. There's about 5,000 Jeff Davises. So if they want to connect with me, I actually I wrote a report, uh, The Seven Reasons Why We Love Multifamily. 
and they can find that at multifamilyadvice.com. And all they'll have to do is put in their email and it'll shoot it right to them. And uh, they'll have an opportunity to, to schedule a call and literally ask me any question you want. I'm happy to, to give you the, the pros and the cons. I might be able to help navigate your way through your first deal. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, that's it's awesome. free to talk to I don't charge money. I, I love talking but, deals. Oh my God, I, I can see that. That's awesome. So it's multifamilyadvice.com. We'll put that in the show notes as well so they can, they can click on it. Anything else that you want people to know about that you are excited, that you are participating on, that you want to connect yeah. with people on? So I am, we are doing a deal right now. Uh, last Two months ago, we closed on a 300-unit apartment complex in Houston, uh, Timberwolf. We just acquired the property right next door. Uh, it's called Madison at Fair Creek. Uh, it's a 180-unit deal. So we are looking for investors. Now, this is a 506B, and we did not get into all the classifications, which means if, if you are interested in investing, I am very happy that you are, but uh, I am unable to uh, you know, welcome you in. We, there's a seasoning period from the time that myself and a potential investor can can uh, meet and then have you have marketing for potential investment. But if you would be interested in a property such as that, being a partner, receiving cash flow, getting equity appreciation and having a, a 15 to 20% return per year, uh, then sign up. And I let me tell you more about these offerings that, that we are having, right? And uh, how we operate them and what it means for you and some of the tax advantages. And uh, I'd be happy to walk you through all that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll put your information. Oh, that sounds pretty exciting. That's so awesome. And yeah. I definitely, I'll connect with you on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll see if I can find you and I'll put the link on the show notes because I know. Jeff Davis is probably a pretty popular name on LinkedIn. It absolutely is. Awesome. Yeah, Sophie, if you can shoot it to me. If not, I'll find out, let you know. Uh, and good luck oh, with the property. Yeah. I, will, I will send you my link for LinkedIn. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, and good luck with the property for the short term rental. I hope that it works out. Oh, that would be pretty cool. If you yeah, you know, always looking, you know. You know how property searches go. Yes. Absolutely. Always looking. I love that one. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I know that people are going to get a lot of information uh, out of this episode. So thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, guys. There you have it. Jeff was so very generous with his information and his journey. I love the fact that he's tried so many different things. It's not a shame of that. Because that's how you look. You connect with him on LinkedIn. We're going to put the link. I just got it. Thank you. We're going to put it in the show notes as, um, as long. Also, with the multifamilyadvice.com link, if you're interested, if you want to learn about it, definitely uh, hit him up and sign up for that report because I know it's going to help you. So that you listen and watch on Spotify or YouTube so you can... Um, uh, don't miss any of the episodes. See, I got distracted again. There we go. Thank you so much. Make sure that you subscribe. Remember that I love you, that I'm rooting for you, and I'm going to see you super duper soon. Bye.